and welcome back to It's Not a Sport After Dark. In this episode, we're going to be talking about God of War Ragnarok. My thoughts on it, how I felt about it, what I liked, what I disliked, and whether it's my game of the year so far. So, with further ado, make sure to leave a like and subscribe. It really helps me out. I would like to hear your opinions on the game as well, so leave a comment down there and below. And let's get into it. So first off, God of War 5 came out in 2018, or my bad, God of War 4, 2018. Uh, that game was my game of the year for 2018. I absolutely loved that game. So I had a lot of hype with Ragnarok going into it. And to say the least, I think I was a little bit uh, disappointed with Ragnarok. And I'll, I'll tell you my reasons why. Um, and I also feel like I can't give this game a truly fair shot for uh, other reasons as well. But I was somewhat disappointed with the game overall compared to its 2018 predecessor. This is the second God of War that they've really rebranded God of War from uh, Greek mythology to North mythology following Kratos and Atreus. And I think this is the fifth installment in, in the main series, though it may be actually the sixth or seventh game overall, because they did make a couple PSP games back in the day. So, God of War Ragnarok, let's get into it. Let's start with the story. So, spoilers alert, I guess there are going to be some spoilers here. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit. The first kind of, this the story of this game is more about Atreus finding out who he is as a person than Atreus and Kratos. The first game I thought was very, very simple. It was just about Kratos and Atreus spreading their um, dead mother's ashes or dead wife's ashes in the highest place of all the realms. That was the quest. That was the journey. And they got into a lot of obstacles and challenges along the way. And in this game, it's kind of about you know, war and Ragnarok, which is big, mythical, you know, the end of Norse mythology in Norse mythology is coming. And it's about kind of avoiding that or preventing that. And throughout the first kind of half of the game, we follow Atreus kind of stopping or trying to stop Ragnarok or trying to find answers really to Ragnarok. Like, what is it? What is my role in it? And it's very uninteresting. I think uh, where the game is very simple in the first one and the challenges that you face, you know, lets you get more invested into the adventure. This game's story for me, I was very lost in it. And I was kind of asking the questions like, what is going on? You know, Kratos, which is kind of the main character of God of War, you know, he's why we're there, isn't really the main character anymore. It's Atreus and Kratos is just kind of along for the ride. And he doesn't really have as much like lines or as much presence or impact in this game as I think he does in the first game. Where in the first game he's trying to figure out how to be a father. And and in this game it's more like he's, you know, one of those dads who's just getting pulled, or, pulled along, um, you know, shopping with their kid for, you know, whatever. He's just going along for the ride. And it just kind of feels kind of again how i felt with the game overall underwhelming and somewhat of a letdown uh i, I do think I, I like the story a lot and i think once 
Atreus gets to Asgard, which is probably about halfway to the game, he the game really kicks off. It, it then it becomes like it knows what it wants and it knows what it's doing. And in honesty, Atreus knows what he wants and he knows what he's doing, which is Ragnarok. You know, they want war. That is what it's coming to. That is what is going on. Is war. And once the war part and the game defines this is what the story is going to be about this is what it's leading up to then it gets a lot more interesting a lot you get a lot more invested into the story a lot more invested in the characters and it just becomes you know less of a wild goose chase and you have more of an objective and when that part happened you know especially when he teleports away with the mask which is a very you know key point he it becomes much more interesting as a story overall um so the story is not really the disappointing factor of the game for me it's really the design part the story is fine but as a game designer uh, i had a lot of issues with what they did with this game where it felt like i'm seeing the term thrown around a lot that this is just dlc for the first god of war 2018 and in honesty, it's 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 a valid concern. So before I really get into that, because I it's for me it's easier to pick out the negatives than it is the positives. I wanted to go over what I really liked and what I really disliked. So the second half of the story, when Atreus gets back from Asgard or really goes to Asgard, I really enjoyed. We just talked about that. Worlds and level, I really enjoyed the the setting of these this God of War franchise. Each level, each world was super fun to be in, to play in, to fight in. They really upped up their game in terms of arena design. They're not just like circles or just, you know, big areas like they really were in the first game. In this game, you have a lot more traversal where like now that they kind of revamped the movement mechanic, it seems like you jump over ledges and climb ledges and use your environment a lot more in this game than you did in 2018's God of War, which I really enjoy that they seem to put a lot more effort into their level design and their asset design and really you know seeing how the play space can interact with the game asgard and north mythology gods i really 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 like the design of all the north mythology gods heimdall thor and uh odin all are like what i would imagine them to be if an, a true like nordic viking kind of told me what these characters were that's what I imagine them to be. I think we've gotten so used to Marvel's version of these characters, who are, you know, good-looking, beautiful actors, you know, on, on, on the big screen, which they're supposed to be, that you wouldn't imagine, you know, and they make fun of Chris Hemworth, you know, Fat Thor, but it's still Chris Hemsworth, you know, he's still a good-looking dude. So, like, seeing, you know, old, rough, you know, fat, kind of Santa Claus, like, looking body shape, Thor or skinny you know you know old man kind of Odin and then just kind of like normal dude fit Heimdall or Heimdall or is exactly what I thought they would be when I heard these stories so I really really enjoyed their interpretation of uh, the North mythology gods and even Asgard for when you finally climb the wall and get to see Asgard for the first time it's not a grand golden palace that you would think or that they had like on Olympus in the old God of Wars but it's like traditional northern you know 
old ass huts like they were living in during those times they really believed in those you know mythologies and during the viking age they're just old wooden huts it's you know really really good character and art design by that by the team i think they made right choices doing that um i really also like how puzzles work and exploration works in the game i have issues with this uh when i talk about the negatives but puzzles i thought were all very satisfying they're really fun to figure out some of them actually make you think but most of the time it's kind of just exploring and looking around uh, i think the game exploration when you go off the beaten path i think they spent a lot of time on that i i would argue that's probably like what they thought about the most when they're developing this game was how can we make exploration uh, a little bit more engaging and more you know open worldy where it's not just super linear where you're exploring you know different parts of the map items so i also like how they added a lot more tools in combat you know i already said this was kind of not only with the levels but with kratos himself you know you get a lot more skills you get a lot more you know combat combos options you get a lot more you know perks and gear you know different perks like gears are just not stat sticks anymore they actually have buffs and debuffs and you can play a little bit more forge your own style like it gives in a little bit more to the rpg aspects of the game and i definitely like that as well as well as like some of the upgrades you get overall i wish you got in a little bit more like upgrades during the game like oh you know like you know batman finally gets the the new grapple hook claw or the new batarang to solve these puzzles i wish there was a little bit more of that because it always feels good when you get new toys to play with um but you didn't really get that too much of over the game in fact it feels like you kind of lost a lot more of the toys that you got in the 2018s overall so that's what i liked about the game now let's get into the negatives uh and this is where i think it gets more difficult for me to talk about this combat so combat really got on my nerves a lot now i don't know if this was because i was playing on hard uh or very hard or give me no mercy or whatever uh the difficulty is called and not just like normal but the game has always said if you watch some of the GD gdc talks they said how they always wanted this game like since god of war to be cinematic so if you notice throughout the game the camera is always seamless there's no cuts in the camera it's supposed to be like you know a cameraman who's always following you it's a seamless camera right uh the problem with this is that i feel like a lot of cinema the cinem cinematography of the game or it being like super cinematic really hurts the gameplay overall you see this in the the fight the nighog fight i think it's a very good example of this where cinematically you know the boss is climbing up on uh these you know pillars and he's you know using the dimensional attacks and he's in these like invuln phases on these pillars and it's cinematically it's very very intriguing fight but gameplay wise it's it's not too fun because you know the boss is invulnerable a lot during these a lot of these phases and if i can't do damage if i can't hit the boss then what's the point so there's a lot of like in rome phases in that boss then it's very difficult to see some of those attacks uh even with all the accessibility options and settings that they have you know i'm not colorblind or have any disability at all but just seeing those attacks and you know 
seeing what animation is what so I can get used to it was it can be extremely difficult especially with the Nighog uh, boss fight so things like that really I think hurt the overall game uh, the overall like combat of the game and then like the other half to combat is how it's just designed so if you go back and look and I want to I would do a breakdown video of this if I can find like footage from it I can't record the footage myself because I don't have a capture card but if you look at the game uh, if you look at my fighting game videos fighting game is a turn-based game so some moves are safer than others which means you know if I throw out a move that's like a heavy punch and it's super slow that has a slow recovery they can hit me and take their turn and punish it and the same thing kind of applies to hack and slash games uh, but the, this game kind of it punishes you for making openings you know for trying to take back your turn from the enemy so the enemies will have attack strings where they'll, you know they'll go one two three four right and during those attack strings you may get a perfect parry and it may do the slow-mo move or whatever uh, you know slow down time and you know wants you to attack or you may dodge and i was using like the slow-mo time armor so if you get a perfect dodge then it slows time right and you think well okay now that i've done that this is my chance to take my turn you know i can punish the enemy for uh still attacking because i've caught him with his pants down right and it's rewarding me for being a good parrier dodging you know knowing the uh, enemies animations knowing the boss's mechanics right but that's not the case where if you end up taking your hit he just straight up ignores it most of the time the enemy and just straight up hits you and i noticed this that after you they finish their attack string and if you hit them then they go into their stagger animation and that allows you to hit the one two three four five so because of this uh it makes the game feel very unrewarding when you dodge uh, or just try to take risk. You kind of just want to do, you know, block one, two, three, or react to whatever the enemy's doing. You know, if it's a blue, you know, circle, do the shield bash. If it's, you know, orange, you know, dodge it. If it's red, dodge it, or and the rest of it, just block. And once they're done, you know, taking their move, then you can do damage. And this then incentivizes other things where a lot of the other weapons like the axe and the spear especially just become obsolete because it becomes range is your best friend and the weapon that has kind of the best range to interrupt them when they end their turn or when they're done doing their uh their attack string is the blades of chaos so the blades of chaos automatically become the best weapon uh, overall and it's just this combat you you don't get this in Elden Ring you know enemies can tank it there's a literally a stat called poise that you know determines when they get stun locked and when they don't and you know stamina also mitigates you know how many attacks you can do and when you can get in when you can't get in and when you get when you parry someone in Elden Ring or when you dodge roll and attack in Elden Ring you get rewarded for it you don't get punished for it but in this game you get punished for it so things like that and once i kind of noticed that uh combat became very very frustrating it was the same thing in god of war 2018 and it seems like they didn't really build too much on top of it 
where the game really isn't a hack and slash anymore. It doesn't want you to, you know, hack and slash and do big combos because again, those big combos, if I hit R1, 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 pause, R1, R1, the enemy just hits me out of my string. The enemy just, they attack fast to me. Uh, you know, they just, you know, hit me out of my combo. So there's no, it's not rewarding to even go for those big moves, those big plays, because the enemies can just hit you out of it even when as soon as they talk, start their attack string or in the middle of yours. So that kind of sums up like my biggest issues with combat. Now, is this a difficulty issue? Maybe, uh, it, you know, maybe playing on hard, that's just how the AI and how the enemies are coded. That's just how they work. I don't think so because I switched to normal in the post game and kind of did this and was experienced the same thing, but it could be my experience, which is the difficulty. Uh, the other issue is enemy design. There's a lot of enemies that I think are just like poorly designed where because um, the combat itself is very spammy now, the enemies have to be spammy to combat your spam. So the worst enemy in the game that I think by far is the female like frost berserker. You you discover them in like Midgard, and there there's a certain fight when you're going to look for the three fates of or the Norns, and it's the first one. It has an ogre, but it has these three girls who are very weak at the start, and they throw uh, projectiles at you. But when you kill them. They revive, and they revive with the ice shield, so they're invulnerable to your axe, so you have to use the blades, and they're very aggressive. They have like a three-hit, very fast uh, attack. They have a run charge with the orange blocker, which means if you block it, it breaks your guard, and then they immediately attack you, right? And if you keep attacking them, they have an AoE screen that you can't hit them out of at all. You have to either block it or dodge roll it, and it's very kind of frustrating when there's that aggressive in an enemy and there's like three of them and you can't, you know, interrupt them or stop them or counter them at all. So I had a lot of issue with enemy design uh, uh, and combat just kind of mixing together. I just don't think it melded too well. And I think I had these issues as well with the 2018's God of War. As, but like it's it's very frustrating. I would like to kind of show you guys it more to understand it. So moving on, a camera FOV of uh, FOV is very very close to Kratos. You're kind of like up his ass in my opinion. Uh, I think they would, if it's nice if they bring it back a little bit. They do bring it back in like some fights and some boss fights. Uh, I think this is also because my TV like my uh, 4K actual like TV is very very close to me where i'm sitting as like you if you see in the video uh i'm you know how close i'm into the camera my tv is essentially right there so my eyes start to hurt because of that because i'm so close to the screen and i think you know this game is designed to play on console it is designed to play you know sitting on a couch not really you know on a pc monitor so i wish they had like fov settings it's the one setting i wanted with all those accessibility uh, settings the game has a backseat gaming issue this has been memed on so i'm not gonna spend too much on it basically the characters you know tell you like kratos you need to do this or maybe you could do this so like it, it backseat games you a lot and that can be very very annoying 
you know, that's basically memed on. That's something I've been seeing going around a lot. And then my other thing is, like, the game doesn't really want you to explore and do side quests. Even though it says it does, it, it doesn't really want you to. It locks you out of a lot of pieces of content to progress the story. And even there's stuff locked behind the story. So there's it's better to, to explore the world after you beat the story. Which I don't really like, you know? Like, if I'm having a meal, uh, and like if I have a burger and a beer, right? Let's say a burger and a beer. I want to eat my burger, but then I also want to stop eating my burger and take s- sips of my beer, you know, to wash the burger down. And it's the games kind of only wants you to eat your burger first before you can get to the beer and i i think that you know kind of hurts the experience overall of me exploring it because now that i've beaten the game i would like to go do post-game stuff but i really don't have the motivation to do it now that i've beaten it if you understand what i'm saying so those are my likes those are my dislikes uh my big kind of issues about the game uh my general like big questions and to give it a fair shake as well is this really took four years to make god of war uh four came out in 2018 and this one came out finally in 2020 and i think i got delayed a couple times too and it really felt like you know again dlc they didn't really try to innovate any on any of the systems that much other than like uh, what i mentioned with like combat a bit uh, and uh, movement and the level design but they didn't really try to interact with gear or like you know expand on any of the things or fix some of the problems that were in god of war one it just kind of feels like they took what they had and just you know re just built tons of assets you know character models and just wrote the story for it and that really took four years to make it, it's it's questionable i wonder like um what they were doing when like call of duty can you know or like you know assassin's creed can you know completely change up a system or you know innovation or make a you know 50 hour games in like two years how why did this take four years to make that's just a huge kind of question i have on my mind with this game and then the second kind of big issue is that i played it on ps4 and the ps4 hardware was definitely showing it was a jet engine enemies would be invisible most of the time like a lot of time when i walk into arenas i could not see enemies they would just pop in or spawn in there are a couple like atreus visual bugs it just like maybe i was watching some streams in combat felt a lot more you know faster like you could react to it because they weren't locked at 30 frames a second so i think maybe being on ps4 definitely hindered my experience but uh yeah like ps4 was like not probably where you should put this game and maybe that would be their argument on why it took four years to make because then maybe they were already developing it for ps4 and then the ps5 came out and they had to kind of swap it around but they would definitely have insider information to work on the ps5 before ps5 even dropped essentially from sony so i'm not too like sure what was going on there but that's gonna be my review for god of war if i had to give it a rating i i didn't give a rating for elder ring and i didn't talk about elden ring but elden ring was probably like a nine for me uh i definitely really love elden ring and that's probably going to be my game of the year there's one more contender and that's xenoblade chronicles 3 which i i'm 
about to start but god of war is probably like uh ragnarok god of war ragnarok i give it like a 7.5 uh maybe an 8 but at the high end but like a 7.5 overall it is a solid game and if you like the first god of war then you will definitely like this one they continued it and they gave the player base what they wanted but if you were expecting more expecting more innovation expecting kind of a bigger push like i was then i think you're gonna be a little bit disappointed like i was anyway that's gonna conclude this week's show i hope you enjoyed it make sure to leave a like comment and subscribe really helps me out i really like to hear your thoughts on it uh check out our website check out our previous shows and um all of that previous seasons this has been your host salty waffles signing off and i hope you guys are having a wonderful climb